0: Amen, and I'll say amen to that. It's so good to see everybody. It really is. You, you, you had to. You, if you were here last week or the week before, it was it was like sparse, real sparse. And I said, God, where is everybody? But God's bringing them back. Amen. Hallelujah. So, praise God. It's just great. It's a it's a great day. Praise God. And I've got some really wonderful news for you. I want to preach for a while. I want to give you some good news. We're going to receive communion. This is the day the Lord has made. And how do you? And I, it's good to see the Brahmins. They back some 60-degree weather. They brought with them from Florida. Praise God. Uh, so we're it's going to be a great day. Praise God. I can't. I almost want to give them the good news first. Well, I can't hold it in. The good, the good news is last week we paid off the mortgage for the church. Amen. And and I'm going to preach today on the fact that God is a God who provides. He's, you know what, you know why I believe it? Because he said, the Bible says he's Jehovah Jireh. He's the God who makes provision in your life. And it's, when I told Susie, I said, you know, we're going to write this check. We're going to pay off the mortgage. She said, that's because we tithe. First thing she says, because because not only we tithe, but the church tithes. Right off the top, every offering that comes in, we, we set aside. I keep track of it, and we set it out to bless other ministries, because and God has always been faithful to us over the years. I tell you, I can't tell you how many times God has just blessed us. When when we were when we when we couldn't have services, what a year and a half ago, uh, when we were, we'd come here, we would just do a live stream. People would mail their tithes. People people would show up at the front door and say, "I know I can't come in, but here's my tithe." They they bring their tithes to the church. They'd mail them. And and last Friday night, I knew I was going to preach on on giving today. We don't do this very often. And for those of you who are newcomers, we don't preach about money every week. It's just every other. But um, <laughs> but but it someone came on Friday night and and gave but three envelopes and said, "This is this is my tithe. I haven't been able to be in church, but here's my tithe." It just you know just. It really blesses me, and I know it blesses God, because people are so faithful, you know, in their giving, and it's enabled us to to do something. We bless other ministries, uh, Team Challenge, and uh, there's one that uh, in Chiang Mai, Thailand, impacting Asian ministries. They've been there for 25 or 30. Years. They started from scratch in Chiang Mai. They have a Bible school. They they they've got. St- Dozens of people in ministry. They're just a wonderful ministry. Uh, Not too many people know about them, but we do, and we bless them. And and God's been blessing us, so praise God. I just want you to know, I thank you for the faithfulness of the people in this church. I tell you, it just blesses me. It blesses the heart of God. And you know what? The Bible says you're laying up treasure for yourself in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and thieves cannot break in and steal. I tell you, it works. It, tithing just, it just, it just works, folks. I, I just tith- it just works. I tell you, it works because it's God, and He's a, He is Jehovah Jireh. He's, and that's why I believe He's a, He's my provider, and I believe He's my healer because He said He was. Hallelujah. So anyway, I couldn't hold that in. I just, I've been bubbling over all week, and I'm just so praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So don't quit. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. God is good. And all the time, God is good. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I just bless you today. I bless everyone here. Bless them, Lord. Prosper them. Heal them. I thank you that you are our healer. I thank you that you are our provider. You are our righteousness. You are our peace, oh God. You are the God who's good to us because you love us. We worship you today. We live for you. We give our place. We give our hearts to you in Jesus name. Amen. And amen. And we're going to start in I'll be I'll be brief this morning and we're going to receive communion third John. Third John. First 2, familiar passage of scripture, I'm sure. Beloved, I pray that in all respects you may prosper and be in good health just as your soul prospers. John's praying for the church. He's saying, I, I pray that you'll prosper. God wants us to prosper and be in health. He wants us to have a, 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 a supply, a sufficient financial supply. He wants us to be healthy in our bodies so we can serve Him. He wants us to have financial supply so we can bless the ministry and bless others as as God leads, but that's God's will for us. You know, on Wednesday we on Wednesday we talked about Jesus being the head, the head of the church, and when the Bible talks about Him being Lord, it means every aspect of our life, including one of the in one of those areas is including the finances. God needs to be finan- needs to be Lord over the finances in my life, He can tell me what to do and when to do it. Excuse me. And I need to be obedient. My my life is surrendered to God. When we first entered the ministry, we, when we got out of the Air Force, we had no real visible means of income. We started trusting God. We had a little bit of money in the bank, not a lot. We had a couple thousand dollars, I think it was, in the bank. And uh, and at one point, and if... If the finance weren't coming in, we'd take some money out of the bank and pay the mortgage. We did that a couple times, and then I felt like God had said, you're trusting the bank account. You're not trusting me. Give that bank account away. So we did. We, gave, we emptied the bank account and trusted God and almost lost the house. <laughs> but we get it. we're in it today in Jesus' name. God always makes a way. But sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes it's difficult. Difficult times will come, but God will always make a way. He wants to bless us, he will bless us because he's a God who loves us. The Bible has a lot to say about money I, I one I heard one preacher say that I haven't looked it up myself, but I heard a preacher say there's more god there's more talk about money in the Bible than there is about prayer it's a, It's an extremely powerful motivator and a, and also it it can be a, a are very much a powerful corrupter. The Bible says in Proverbs, wealth adds many friends, and those who love the rich are many. It's true. Rich people have a lot of friends. Because of people all around me, you know, it's because money draws people. It really does. But also, it, it does terrible things to people. You know, how many marriages broke up? How many families are, are not talking to each other? Bribes, lying, cheating, stealing. The Bible says a, a wicked man receives a bribe, from, a bribe from the bosom to pervert the ways of justice. And First Timothy chapter 6, it says the love of money is the root of all sorts of evil. Money in itself is not evil, but the love of money. And people who people who do very corrupt things to get it. I won't I better watch what I say. Because there's someone who is a very corrupt man right now having his way in the world. And, uh, but... God is God, and everyone's going to face God one day. Where your treasure is, the Bible says. Jesus said, where your treasure is, there your heart is also. So if, when I give, not just to the ministry, but to us, but when I give to, to the work of God, it's, it shows where my heart is. God, I love you. I want to see the ministry blessed. You know, in, when Moses was in the wilderness, in Exodus chapter 35... When Moses was in the wilderness, God instructed him to build a tabernacle, and it says that he took up an offering. He took up an offering amongst the people so they could make this tabernacle, and, and the Bible says at one point they finally they had to go to the people and say, "Stop, stop giving. You're giving. We have enough and more than enough to build the tabernacle. So don't." He they had to stop them. Their hearts were so generous, they were pouring out so much that they had to actually stop to re, stop the uh, stop the offering. Because they had more than enough. God wants to provide for us, but there's a there's a way for the, that provision to be loosed in our lives, and it's through our giving. It's through it's there's it a principle in the Word of God. It's a law of sowing and reaping. You don't reap if you don't sow, so you have to sow. And people sometimes people get upset with say the church just wants your money. No, it's not that. We want we want we want you to be blessed. I want everybody to be blessed. But the way to get the way to reap is to sow. if you don't sow you don't reap, and you have to give you have to plant something in order for, to get a return. I remember listening to I was listening to Pastor Benny Hinn talk about giving years several years ago. He said, when he had a church in Orlando, one day, one week, he had Old Roberts come and preach in his church. And uh, after, after Oral Roberts preached, he took up an offering. And he told the people how God wants them to be blessed and it's good to give. And he said he thought he did pretty good. He received the offering. Afterwards, he said, back in my office, Brother Roberts rebuked me. He said, you're, you're doing good receiving the offering, but you're not teaching the people to re- believe for the return. They're sowing. You're getting them to sow, but you have to give, tell them to believe for the return. That when you sow, you reap, and God's going to bless you. So we have to believe that as I give to God, as I give to God what belongs to God, he'll bless me and return to me all the blessings. In Deuteronomy chapter... In Deuteronomy chapter 18... Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Where'd that scripture go? Thank you, Lord. Oh, in Deuteronomy, oh, that's why I'm in the wrong place. Deuteronomy chapter 8, not chapter 18. I'm sorry. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, the Bible says, but you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who is giving you power to make wealth, that he may confirm his covenant with which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. God said to the Jewish people, I'm going to give you the power to make wealth. You know, when, when, you, when people stereotype or tell racist jokes about Jewish people, what's one of the first things they say? One, one of the first qualities of a Jew is that he makes money. It's, it's, it's part of their heritage. God said, I'm going to give you the power to make wealth so to, to confirm my covenant with you. And the, the figure that always comes up in the Bible is 10%. It's the tithe. And where did that come from? The first time that the 10th the tithe is mentioned was when Abraham defeated the kings. He, Abraham went to war and defeated some kings. And when he came back, a man named Melchizedek the bible says a man named Melchizedek met him brought out bread and wine which is a type of body and blood he was a, he was a, a man of god and he came out and the bible says that abraham said he was going to give him he gave him a tenth he gave him a tenth of all it's be, that was before the law that was before god required it god i don't know where that figure came from i believe it came from god but abraham said i'm going to give you a tenth and then later on, in the in same in Genesis, when Jacob was running from his brother Esau, and he he ran away and he stopped one place to rest. Remember, he, you know, I said to my wife, "This is crazy." You know, the Bible says he took a rock and put it under his head for a pillow. I thought, like, but that guy's tough. You know? She said, "Why my wife said, why did you just sleep on the ground? Why did you put a rock under your head? But he put a rock under his head and he fell asleep. Remember, he saw a ladder with angels ascending and descending. He said, this is the house of God. He said, God, if you bring me back safe and sound to my country, I'm leaving. I don't know how long I'm going to be gone. But if you bring me back safe and sound, I'm going to give a tenth to you. I'm going to give you a tenth of everything and I'm going to bless you. And, so, and then when the law came, God made it a law for the people of Israel to give the tithe. In the New Testament, it's not the law, but God wants us to be givers. God, God wants us to, to, to give freely to him, to, to, to the ministry, to bless him. And it's a test. How we handle money is a test. It says in Luke chapter 16, It says in Luke chapter 16, he who is faithful in a very little thing is faithful also in much. And he who is unrighteous in a very little thing is unrighteous also in much. Therefore, if you have, been, if you have not been faithful in the use of unrighteous mammon or unrighteous wealth, who will entrust the true riches to you? And if you've not been faithful in the use of that which is another's, who will give you what, that which is yours? The Bible says God's watching how we handle finances. If you've not been faithful in the use of unrighteous mammon, God cannot trust the true riches to us. And to me, the true riches is the, the anointing of God, the presence of God, the giftings of the spiritual, the spiritual things. God says, I'm, I'm watching how you handle your money. And if you can't handle your money right, if I can't trust you with that, then I can't trust you with true riches. But if I can trust you with finances, with your finances, then I can trust you with true riches. And that's been a, it's been a guiding factor in our life for, for, for a long time. I want, I want everything that God has for me. I want his anointing on my life, I want his power. And God, the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me years years decades ago. And he said, I'll keep it flowing through you as long as your fingers don't get sticky. I felt like he said that. And so we've we've always said, God, whenever whatever comes into our life, we bless you. We give the we give the, we give you the tithe. We taught our kids the tithe. When our when our When our sons were mowing lawns as teenagers, going around the neighborhood mowing lawn, every time every time they made some money, they gave their offering to God. When our girls would babysit and they'd get some money, they'd get, and our and our grandchildren today, it blesses me. Like when they get Christmas money or birthday money, I'll see an offering come in the envelope and I'll say, "Thank you, Jesus." Our kids, they're learning, they're learning to give to you because then they're laying up treasure in heaven, and they'll be blessed. They'll find favor and they'll be blessed all the days of their life. God will take care of us if we bless him. He's a wonderful, he's a good God. He really is. He wants us to be blessed, but we have to do our part. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 9, where it says, honor the Lord from your wealth and from the first of all of your produce. And your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. See, if we give to God, we honor the Lord with what we give. It says our barns will be filled with plenty. To me, that's the physical, that's the physical provision. And your vats will flow with new wine. That, again, to me, that's a spiritual thing. It's like God's going to bless us physically, and he's going to bless us spiritually for being givers. And I thank God for so many people in this church that do tithe, that, give their, that, that bless, that support us, so that we can do what God's called us to do. It's a wonderful blessing to have faithful people that, that are so faithful in their giving. Thank you, Lord. You know, people, God doesn't need our money. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills, the Bible says. He lives in a city, the streets are gold. But it's a test for us. Will we we be obedient to God? In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, The Apostle Paul is talking about the offering of the the church. He said, Now I say this to you. He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must do as he has purposed in his own heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. So God says, To the degree that you sow, if you sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. If you sow bountifully, you reap bountifully. The principle of sowing and reaping: you sow a little, you get a little; you sow much, you get much. And he says, God loves a cheerful giver. That giving, the, giving, giving your tithe is not is not uh, mandatory in the New Testament; it's voluntary. But it's a figure that God has put throughout the Bible. Whenever it talks about giving, it always talks about the tithe: ten percent of what you have, ten percent of what comes in, it belongs to God. It's holy to God. That's why Jesus said, Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. And part of, part of what belongs to God, is, I believe, is the tithe. And I was listening to Jensen Franklin, and he was talking about giving in his church. He's <laughs> got a great big church. He said, you know, there's a lot of people in this church that always end up in the, in the restroom when we take up the offering. But, he, but, but, he, but again, he said the people in this church have been faithful, and they're, they, they're, they're doing some marvelous things all around the world, blessing others, and setting up orphanages and feeding centers in Haiti and all over because of the, because of the finances that come into that church. In Malachi chapter 3, talks about the tithes. And listen, it says, Will a man rob God, yet you are robbing me? This is the prophet speaking to the people. Will a man rob God, yet you are robbing me? But you say, how have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with the curse, for you are robbing me, the whole nation of you. God, God spoke to the people of Israel and said, If you don't, give me, if you don't bring me the tithe, you're cursed with a curse. It says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house, and test me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I'll not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing until there is no more need, and I'll rebuke the devourer for your sake, so that it will not destroy the fruits of the ground, nor will your vine in the field cast its grapes, says the Lord of hosts. All nations will call you blessed, for you shall be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. So God says if if we don't give to God what belongs to God, we're robbing him because it it's his and it we should give it, but if we do give it, he said it'll open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing now it doesn't happen overnight it takes time for this sometimes someone says, well I started tithing and nothing happened. keep going, don't give up it takes time sometimes to turn some things around, but God'll turn around he'll bless you he really will he'll find you'll find favor God' will, it, it's amazing how it works it just works we had Years ago, years ago we had someone teaching our son how to play drums. And uh, we had a banner on our wall, was a like a Holy Spirit, a dove. And uh, this, this person was kind of new in Christianity. And uh, he looked at that banner with the dove and he says, oh, I see you got one of those birds up on the wall. You know, and I said, yeah, it's a, it's a symbol of the Holy Spirit. He started talking to us about how he and his wife started tithing. He said, I don't know, I can't figure this out. And he was—he's a new Christian. He's kind of rough around the edges. He said, "I can't figure this out." He said, "Before we tithe, we were—we were always broke by the end of the month. But now that we started tithing, we're giving away more money to God than we ever did. And, and at the end of the month, we got some left over." I said, "I don't—I don't know how this works." I said, "Yeah, but I don't know how it works either. But it just works. Praise God. It's the way God is. He just—he shows. But we have to be responsible with our finances. It's so—it's all. So, we can't just be spending wildly and." and have no discipline, we have to have financial discipline, but God will bless us, he really will. He's blessed us, he's blessed his church. He'll bless everyone who gives to him what belongs to him. there's, there's There's a scripture in Philippians chapter four that says, God will supply your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And we hear that often when people receive an offering. They say, God's gonna supply your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. But, well, you know, when you, at, when you look at that in context, and you look at, when you look at that scripture in context, listen to what it says. For you yourselves also know, Philippians, that at the first preaching of the gospel, after I left Macedonia, no church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving but you alone. For even in Thessalonica, you sent a gift more than once for my needs. Not that I seek the gift itself, but I seek for the profit, which increases to your account. So he's talking. He's, he's thanking the Philippian church because they kept sending him offerings so that he could continue on in the ministry. And, because, and then he says, basically, because you've sent me offerings, because you've sown into my ministry, God's going to bless you. For, that, for I have received everything in full, and I have an abundance, and I'm amply supplied. Having received from Epaphroditus what you've sent, a fragrant aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. And my God will supply you all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So he's saying, you're going to be blessed because you've been blessing me. And there's a, there's a powerful scripture in verse 17. It says, not that I seek the gift itself, but I seek for the profit which increases to your account. In other words, everything that I do in the ministry, every time somebody gets saved, every time someone gets blessed, every time someone gets healed, God credits that to your account because I couldn't be here without you sending me, without your financial support. And that's why I love to bless ministries, Teen Challenge, Operation Blessing, Samaritan's Purse. We want to sow into those ministries because whenever whenever something good happens, it gets credited to to our church's account. And when you give... It's your ties. It's it's your the ties from your offerings that we're giving. It, it increases your. God will bless you. You know, there's going to be a lot of people in heaven. Be, tie tie people that are going to run up to you when you get to heaven. They're going to say thank you, thank you for giving into the ministry. You say I didn't give anything. Yeah, you know, your 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 finances flowing through your church. Blessed our. Bible school. And because of that, this person got saved. And it, God credits that to your account. He really does. He keeps good books. God keeps good books. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you for everybody in this church for blessing us, for keeping us financially stable and blessing us enough that so we could pay off the mortgages of this church. And now we're going to do other. We're going to believe God for bigger things and better things. We're going to continue to bless people. Going to, and if, if we have more funds coming in, we're going to send more out in Jesus. We're going to bless other ministries and let them serve God. Some people, some people are people that go and some people are those that help them go. We're, we're part of our ministry is to help others to go, to bless them, to send them on their way. So I just want to say thank you. Uh, you bless for your faithfulness to my wife and I, to this church. God, we thank you so much. And we just bless you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us today. Our prayer is that your life be enriched through the power of God's Word and that you be filled with His love and strength as you daily serve Him. To learn more about our service times and our ministry, and how it is that you can partner with us, visit us online today at romechristiancenter.com.